Did you know that Uranus was first named George in honor of King George III? Yeah, I'm surprised it's not a Steve. Fucking interns. <laughs> Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. She's about to get cut, and she doesn't even know it. Girl, anyway. you were hitting that button like something was going to happen. <laughs> anyway, welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live on gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream. You can access that live stream by visiting the website every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can do so, again, by going to gaytalk20.com. My name is Tom, and I'm your host. And as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing biatches, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And J-Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. And welcome you all to the dish. It is officially March 1st. Wow. Yeah. How does everybody feel about that? We got snow yesterday, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we were talking about how, you know, it's been a very uneventful, um, you know, winter. We haven't seen any precipitation. I think the most we gotten, at least in the coastal areas of Connecticut, was like an inch or so once. So that was the extent of it. And then yesterday we just got dumped by like six inches, six yeah. to eight inches of snow. Six inches is enough. Yeah, you feel it. I know I, I, know I would. Um, but nonetheless, um, it was enough snow that I had to actually go out there and shovel my my walkways so that, you know, no one gets hurt. Because is she is she doing something? Yeah, I mean, I it, was a li- it was a little intense. I needed the lights to come down a bit. Oh, so I, I have a setting um, that will actually set it to to record. So if you go into the studio and you click on Showtime, and you see that feels better, right? Right. Or maybe we should do this Showtime, right? Better now. You like it like this? Yeah, okay, that's fine. Good. So anyway, um, <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, somewhere in, in at the shit show, <laughs> right? Thank you. Um, no, so the thing was, it's like it's the first time that I've had to actually shovel my my driveway or my sidewalks um, in all in season. A couple of years. <laughs> we well, in a whole year. I don't think we got anything. Oh, we, last we got year, some snow. We? Yeah, last year we. I did. pulled out my snowblower last year. Yeah. Oh, it's been sitting in my shed now all season. I, I wish I had it out, but snowblower. In her she shed. Yeah. She in my shed. she shed. Um, Glory hole. <laughs> but but the good thing was, so because it was snowing and because we expected a storm, our supervisor, our boss, told us we can work from home on Tuesday. So I already worked from home on Mondays and Wednesdays, so that meant that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday I was home. And tomorrow I have to go back into the office, which is horrible. Um, but nonetheless, um, I'm happy to be employed. So that's that's a good thing. But um, most excitingly of all, have you noticed the daylight at the end of the day? Yes. Yeah, it's coming back. I think next weekend we go back. Is it next weekend that we spring yeah. forward? I think so, yeah. Yeah, remember, we spring forward and we fall back. Yes, so when is when does daylight saving starts begin? I thought it was the same weekend of Easter. Uh, it's in two weeks. In two weeks. Yeah. Oh, we have to wait two more weeks. 
Um, but Still not I, bad. That's around the bend. No, it is. No, we, February we, ended before we even got to say Happy Valentine's. Imagine that. <laughs> I completely forgot the Still Valentine's. Still got chocolate sitting at home. You do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you haven't eaten your chocolates? No chocolates. Okay, well, don't, you know, don't. It's okay. So um, I'm excited because, you know, I like when the days get longer. It gives me more energy. We start transitioning out of that seasonal depressive mode that people get into when it gets dark quick. Like, I don't know. Do, do you feel the same? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You want to elaborate, expand on that? I, I just, you know what? Like, I, what do you feel? Like, w- when, when it starts getting dark in November. Early. Yeah. And, you, and you turn around and it feels like it's 10 p.m. and it's only 4.50. Right, yeah. Well, when it comes to work, I mean, it feels like you're going out and it's dark and you're leaving work and it's dark. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like being in Alaska in that 24-hour <laughs> 24 Cycle hours of, of darkness. darkness. Right. It's, it's, just, it's very, very short. I mean, it's... Just once you want to go home and take a nap. Right. See, for us, we work in a building in in a cube. You, on the other hand, um, while you do work in a theater, you you get to engage donors and you go out. So even though it may get dark sooner, you still have an opportunity to get out during the day. Yeah. I mean, mainly I do. But at the same time, my office is below the theater. So pretty much in the basement, right? So we have no sunlight. So I go in and I go in at 10. So the sun is up at that point. Right. Right. But when I leave at six, I'm like, what happened? Yeah. It's like, (laughs) where where did it go? Or even like this past week, I had a board meeting. It was four o'clock and everybody showed up. I'm like, what? It's like dark right now. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, I, for one, I really get very depressed in a sense. I like, just want to sleep. Very de- yeah. And I get very tired. Yes. I'm constantly tired all the time. And so... Just like rainy days. I know. I know. And you know what, what, what really makes me happy is that literally as of today, because today's the first, we officially have 20 days till the official beginning of, of spring, which is the 21st of March. And it snowed yesterday. And it snowed. Yeah. But I mean, we've had snowstorms in March and even into April sometimes. I, I know, but it's still weird because we had nothing. I know, right? All winter. I think I think we, we lucked out. We lucked out. So um, guess what's coming around the corner? I think it's in two weeks. What? What's our like usual? We have to do it every year and somehow we figure out how to get like trashed. Oh, oh St. Patty's Day. Day. Uh-huh. Holy it's coming. Shit, I forgot about that. That's right. I'm going to have to take that Monday off. Oh, wait. I'm already working from home, but still, I will probably take it off. Take it off. Ain't nobody want to be working with a hangover. Mm-mm. So, and I've actually, you know, like I've even thought about not doing karaoke that night because it gets so freaking crazy and people are so fucking drunk. Last year during. Um, St. Patrick's Day karaoke on Sunday. Someone threw my mic at me. They literally was they, it last year that I was following somebody around with a trash can. Trash can. I, I think it was. When when are we not? Uh, so three things happen like clockwork. <laughs> like, like, you get a belligerent person who wants to fight everyone. Yep. Last somebody year, buys around for the entire bar. Right. Um. Well, that's that. Then there's four. So <laughs> it's the belligerent person that wants to fight everyone or throw mics at you. Someone who wants to buy around for the entire bar. Mm-hmm. Someone's walking around with a trash can trying to like 
you know, catch and vomit. Yeah. <laughs> or <flight>. someone <laughs> destroys Dave's wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. Every year. Every so year. we have, so in our parking lot to get in, obviously there's a little entrance, but there's a concrete wall that lines the entire parking lot right before you get to the door of the bar. And every year, like clockwork, the corner of that wall is always knocked down. Somebody <laughs> smashes right into it, which is kind of, is kind of like freaky, you know, like. It's a good thing that concrete barrier is there. <laughs> oh, I know. Otherwise they'd be hitting the wall. But then they, they, they keep driving. Yeah. They take the wall out and they keep driving. Like, yeah. if you hit a concrete wall, you stop. Well, you stop and I would turn the, like, park the car and just go. No, just I mean, it it's there. Dave. If you hit the fucking wall. Yeah. Park your fucking car. Be like, I hit your fucking wall. Yeah. I know get an Uber home and deal with it. I mean, like, Dave is like, yeah, you shouldn't be driving. So park your fucking car and we'll yeah. deal with this tomorrow. And yeah. he's so good to to our, our you know, our patrons because he lets people park in the parking lot. For free. Parking in downtown is expensive. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. Super. And I can't tell you how many people, you know, will park there during the day because they have to go somewhere or whatever. And he's so gracious. And, you know, it's like the least you can do. Hey, dude, I, I bashed into your wall. I'm so sorry. How can we fix this? And chances are he's going to be like, I'm sorry about your car. Whatever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. However, it's the principle, right? Of saying, I did that. Yeah, own I'm up sorry. to your shit. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. But sometimes, I mean, we're talking St. Patty's. Uh, it gets crazy. It, it's. I think a lot of people get beyond coherent drunk. There's and, people and drunk <laughs> at 10 a.m. Like the you bars. show up and they're already twisted, and the yeah. right. the parade hasn't started. Right. The uh-huh. the places are all starting to open up, and you're like, how the how the hell you get so drunk? We yeah. Right. It's like Literally they woke the, up with with a bottle of rum in their hands. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I mean, the later shift is called the babysitting shift. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you make good money generally, right. but like. You literally are just babysitting people. Yeah, I, I think one thing that that is certainly going to be missed, buddy. You can't you can't sleep here. Yeah, yeah get up. <laughs> um, but one thing that's certainly going to be missed this year, but but I guess it's a good thing because that means you can hang out. Is that Nick will no longer be working at the bar? Oh, so I didn't tell you. Oh no, I am working. When? Why? Just that shift. Oh, for for remember for how a... Jose used to work at? Yeah. Lies, not doing it. I'm out. Bitch is not April first yet. You can't do April Fools yet. Oh, save it for that. Save it for then. Even though it's well after. No, but but it was your last shift on Sunday. You want to talk a little bit about how you feel about that? Uh sure. I mean, it. You spent a decade behind those bars. I did. Yeah, ten years. Um, it was um a great experience um i value all the people that i met and the money that i made and i love my relationship with uh dave and bernard and and you know you and otherwise i we wouldn't be friends really yeah i don't think I, because we met um when you started working you were the person that i think it was the first time i was fired that was like do you still work here and i was like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) that sounds about right because i'm just like you know i'm like oh what happened let me let me go find out do you still work here Uh hello are you you but (laughs) are you still here or not yeah no but i walked in on sunday and dave said oh the witch is dead (laughs) i mean is he lying though no but honestly like it's a little sad, but at the same time, like, 
I had I had to make that break happen. Like I had to stop well, talking about yeah, it. Personally, and just you got do a lot it. of stuff going on right. that that needs your full attention. Mm-hmm. And well, this <laughs> month was perfect for it because I well not perfect for it, but like I have so much going on almost every weekend that I would have had to take off most of the month anyway. Right. right so right. like if I'm gonna do that, then why not just Break ties. Break ties. Right. I mean, but but you're a big girl now. So, and I mean that uh, as in both ways, a, grown, yeah. a grown woman now. You have a grown woman job. Uh, um, you you know, can still that, roll me down a hill. Yeah. That requires a lot of your expertise and a lot of your, your time. And, you know, not to mention, you know, the fact that you are also on the board of the Pride Center. Right, mm. which is in itself, it's almost like another job. Yeah. Well, now I'm an officer, so and, oh, so look at that. There's that. So. And so you know, th- there's a lot. And you know, I when May nineteenth, twenty twenty one came along, and you know, they decided, okay, we're opening the bars back up, which which is great, right? Because you yeah. can't keep the bars closed forever. I was just like, okay, I think this is this is my opportunity to break. Do I miss the money? Yeah. Do I miss the people that I worked with? Sometimes it'll be an adjustment for me because my Sunday nights may, I would make enough money to like, it would be my spending money for the week. Right. So any money from my salary would go to bills, savings or whatever. Right. So now I have to kind of like rebudget myself and that's going to be the next couple of weeks. It's going to be like oh, slight learning curve. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's a very significant like, yeah. Know, shift. I mean, there were nights where I, I mean, not now, but there were nights couple of years ago where I would be doubling my salary. Yeah. Right. And when you that, get that's a lot busy, of money. Yeah, when you get yeah. your busy nights. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and you, you know, when you think about it, it's like, it's an extra, you know, 15 to $2,000 a month that you are not going to count right. on anymore. So yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, and you've bartended before. So I took uh, the gay talk yeah. credit card. It's in my wallet. Okay. Um, just to get me through the next month. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? We have your address. We yeah. know where to send yeah. the bill. Exactly. Well, the bill comes here automatically. Yeah. I'll get an email. Be Trish, real. use the card. So, Do you approve this transaction? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, interesting. Okay. Well, um, I wish you well. And I'm sure that you know now that you're not working on Sundays, we'll probably have an opportunity to actually do some things. Or you're still going to be in that, you know situation where you just don't want to go out on Sundays because all you want to do is laundry all day or I mean well I mean it depends like this Sunday I have two shows and my last show was at 6 30 so I'll probably swing by afterwards but at the same time it's like why because I want to like look like a person on Monday right right I mean that that's the goal Mm-hmm. In the end, yeah. you want to be human on a Monday. Yeah, work hard, party, party hard, right? But but I feel so. Here's the thing: so the people that I work with know that I host karaoke on a Sunday night, and they know that I get home around one fifteen, one thirty in the morning to get up at five or well six and be on my computer by seven, right? And if I had to go into the office, I would get up at five. To be able to walk my dogs, feed my dogs, do all of that stuff, and then be in the office by 7. They know I wasn't human. They know better than to talk to me before 9 a.m. Because <laughs> yeah. I need to be able to, like, drink my mm-hmm. transformation juice, which is my coffee, two or three of them before I can have any type of, like, human conversations or interactions. And so they know that. And so they don't bother me. 
So this past week, hmm. so it was my last shift. So I hung out afterwards, probably for about a half hour, 45 minutes or so. And I had a drink with, um, a drink or two. Let's say that with Dave and some two dozen <laughs> with Dave and a couple other people. <laughs> and then I had a 9am meeting, um, on Monday, but I had to be in the office. How was you? Oh my God, girl. She was five minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> but it was with the CEO of the company. Ooh. And so, I mean, the meeting went fine. And then I had a breakout meeting with the CEO afterwards, which was fine. But that first like half hour, I was like, struggling. Oh. I was just sipping that fucking coffee. I was sucking that shit down. I was like barely saying two words, but like, that's the shit I don't, I'm not going to miss, you know, I'm nah. not I, like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I did want to stay and I wanted to hang out. It was my last shift. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to miss that feeling on a Monday morning where I've slept for like four and a half, five hours. And I'm literally not, not at my level, you know, like, you know, like you're off your game. Right. And you're like, we all are, we all are, you know, really good at what we do. Right. And when you're off your game, you just know. I've been doing, so I've been doing this whole Sunday thing now for quite a long time. I think it's been over seven years. And even before then, before I started hosting karaoke, I would always go out on a Sunday because I love to sing and to be able to, you know, um, hang around with the people that I know. And so I think my body's used to it. Like I function better on a Monday morning when no one's talking to me, like I am in the game. I'm in the the zone. My job is all about talking to people. (laughs) So like, it's, it's tough. You know, I'm getting, you know, I sit down and by like 1030, I've got people calling me about, you know, donors calling me about this sponsorship, sponsorship meetings. Like I'm just like, "Uh, this is a lot. Like I'm tired. <laughs> like you're really nice. I really like you. And yes, I'm asking you for twenty five thousand dollars, but I can't right now. Like that's what it feels like. <laughs> Just give it to me. No, I, I get it. I get it. It's you know, it's it's not easy. Um, and and not to mention that you know we're always doing extracurricular things. Like you know, for example, for us, we do the show every Wednesday. Before it used to be on Mondays. You know how tough Mondays used to be for all oh of us. Oh my god. Like, imagine having to get out of the bar at two in the morning to then go to work by seven, to be out by three thirty, to run home and make sure everything was set up for six p.m. on a Monday. And then I wasn't done. I mean, you know, they stuck around for an hour and helped with the show notes and blah, whatnot. But then I wasn't done until 11 mm-hmm. processing the show and, and, you know, doing the, the audio Editing and, and, and updating right, and, and, and then posting. Uploading. <laughs> oh my God. And so, um, for the first few weeks after we changed from Monday to Wednesday, I didn't know what to do with myself. It was weird. I was sitting there like, cause we did Monday shows for like five or six years straight. Yeah. It was a long time. So, I haven't been here that long, but I remember a couple of Mondays I caught myself driving over straight from work and I'm uh-huh. like, shit, it's not today. And you could, <laughs> and you could have. Yeah. But I feel like, wasn't there a day where I was driving home and you texted me and you're like, where are you going? Because yeah. we share a location. You're right. Like, I'm like, oh fuck. And I, like I turn around. It was a Wednesday, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh fuck. Right. So, you know, and and not to mention that, you know, we launched our show on March sixth of twenty sixteen. Oh girl, my back hurts hearing that. So um 16. this March, March No, twenty sixteen, that's not right. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that is. Yeah, 2016. I'm fucking old. And this year, it'll be seven years that we've been doing this podcast. And so this is our announcement. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and it just goes to show you that when you do something and you enjoy it and... You do it because it's a labor of love, right? We have to talk about things that are happening in our community. We have to be able to to have conversations amongst ourselves that keeps us sane. Um, it goes, time flies. It literally flies. Like before we know, we'll probably be doing the show for a decade and we will have to probably sit there. Literally, we're three years away. That's crazy. From 10 years. And then you'll just have to say, okay, well, do we keep going? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. I mean, I remember... You know, recently I'm I'm actually God, time does fly, but I'm approaching two years at Schubert, right? Right. Yeah. And I remember having to sit wow. down with Anthony and when officially employed because you were also a um, I was a contractor. No, but I was officially working there. Um, it'll be no, years? I was I wasn't a contractor. I was interim, and then I was made full time. Yeah. So I don't consider that like right, but I mean that's time earned, I suppose. But anyway, so like I remember having to sit down when we switched the day because I had, you know, so many board meetings on Mondays and then, you know, you had whatever was going on and whatnot. And and we sat down and we're like, you know, if we want to keep doing this, we got to figure out how we're going to do it. I remember sitting there and like, you know, Anthony, the reality is this is one thing I'm not going to let go. This is this is my one like. I don't want to say hobby, but my one like. It brings me a lot of joy. Right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm going to have to leave the office maybe four or four 30 most Wednesdays, but I'm working all weekend this weekend, for example, you know what I mean? Like, it's right. not like the money's not coming in. The money's coming in, but right. like, I need you to understand you can't be upset when I leave at four on a Wednesday right. because this is important to me. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's important to me. And you know, um, We've seen a lot of different characters come in and out of of our roster, and we are definitely excited and and have been very blessed to have Jay sit with us here for the past almost two years. Yeah, and plus because you've guest hosted before before you came on permanently. Um, You know, we've seen Elsie sit with us. You know, Chris um, is you know just Chris, Chris. (laughs) and uh, you know eventually he will make it down here. Um, Hopefully, we'll we'll get to see that happen soon um because you know he's just a quite he's just one of those magnet magnanimous character like characters he's just very that's not the right word but but he's huge he's he's um he has a huge uh not presence. only does he have a very loud voice he has a carrying voice but he also has a car- uh carrying personality it just goes mm-hmm. um beyond not only that i mean it, it gets kind of heated sometimes when we're talking politics chris and I, I know when that happens i'm just like okay yeah, yeah we're about elmo to. elmo <laughs> enough so, now let's move on right. change the subject quickly <laughs> right. what's going on in canada <laughs> and oh, oh my you God, mentioned that canada yeah. that's, that's his reset, <laughs> that's his reset. Yeah. captain that's moose his... knuckle uh, canada or germany reset. germany yeah. <laughs> i'm mad at you how dare you say something about d- did you say canada what happened? what happened? Trudeau, Trudeau, Trudeau. Oh yeah. my God! Did you hear about? <laughs> mm. 
Oh, Trudeau. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, so yeah, so that's that. So before we move on to some of the stories that we have lined up, I just wanted to make one quick announcement. Uh, We did have um, a guest not too long ago. I would say probably about maybe three, four months ago, maybe longer. uh, Shannon Ronan joined us and she is uh, the person behind uh, Open Press, Open I think it's called openpress.com. And they were in the process of getting funding and all that stuff together for uh, one of their books coming out called Coming Out Together, Memoirs on the LGBTQ Plus Experience, which is a collection of stories of people coming out or people having connections within the LGBTQ Plus community. And at the time, we didn't have a release date. We still don't, but we do have some news um, to report that um, according to openairpress.com, the book itself will be coming out in early spring and spring is on the 21st officially. So early spring, maybe we're thinking April. Um, so if you caught that episode and you're interested, you're still interested in getting coming out together, um, it should be out shortly. We'll keep an eye out on it. And once we have more information, we'll definitely make sure that everyone knows that it's officially out there to buy. So, um, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. And uh, that being said, I think uh, we can probably maybe jump into one quick story and then go to break. Sure. Um, I feel like if I touch on this, this is going to take us well over uh, The Last of Us. So, (laughs) Trish, you want to talk about Florida? I mean, you don't think that one's going to take us? Okay. Oh, I can talk about this one. So, okay. Story number one. All right. So we have a New Jersey transgender detective that has made history by becoming the first um, state law enforcement officer um, who's openly transgender in the state of New Jersey. A 36 year old trans man in New Jersey is making history as the state's first out transgender. Let me read that again. As the state's first out law enforcement officer, Detective Connor Johnson, an investigator with the uh, Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office, didn't always want to work in criminal justice. Since finding his calling, he has spoken out to share his story, um, uh, which was uh, published by the Asbury Park Press Report. I wasn't the guy that grew up wanting to be a cop, he said. My family didn't have cops in, in the family, and I'm the first law enforcement officer in my family. Uh, former prosecutor's um, office trial support fugitive unit member Johnson now works with the prosecutor's office office's high-tech bureau, part of the Internet Crimes Unit and Crimes Against Children Task Force, which I think it's wonderful. Um, to see, you know, um, workplaces embrace uh, our transgender brothers and sisters mm-hmm. this way, and especially in law enforcement, which is not something you, that you see often. Um, right. um, Allison Hale, we've we had as a guest on the show, um, has been one of those you know success stories that you've seen transition. For example, um, to being an openly transgender female while in the military yep. uh, and his, she has done incredible work. And so when I look at what this officer is doing, I think of, you know, for example, um, detective Johnson is really opening the door for more people to be able to, 
come out and be comfortable and be able to have um, work in fields that normally you wouldn't see uh, members of the trans community being so mm-hmm. well received. I mean, I also think that this is really poignant and important when we talk about um, the <coughs> concept of defunding the police, right? right? Because when we talk about defunding the rep- the police, it's not necessarily actually taking money away from law enforcement. What what it means is reallocation of funding, right? right? That's what we really need to focus on. We need to focus on reallocation of funding and 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 really start educating our law enforcement officers because the reality is a lot of them hold prejudices and biases that they don't realize that they they hold on to. Right. And for example, this individual um, is designated as an LGBTQ uh, plus law enforcement liaison. And so she's working with peers across the county throughout New Jersey to educate and require uh, educate them on a requirement in the state for law enforcement officials to treat trans people with dignity and respect according to the Ashbury Press, uh, Park Press. So so this is the perfect example of what, when we say defund the police, or at least from my perspective, when we say defund the police, we're actually talking about reallocating funds and putting them in places where we can give education and these moments to our law enforcement officers to actually make a difference so that we don't see, you know, all of these crazy crimes happening with the police attacking individuals for no reason. Right. Right. I agree 100%. And I think that, you know, that whole defunding the police thing is messaging that was just executed poorly. I mean, they chose why choose something like defund when you could have said, Hey, listen, we need to provide you with the resources you need and also provide our community with resources that they need that police have no business doing. Yeah. I mean, literally, Organizations like the ones I've worked for apply for grants every year so that they can get funding to provide education for, you know, DEI training or whatever it is. But that is that is the point that I'm taking away from this article. It's that this person is not only serving as a public servant, right, and as a law enforcer, but then also expanding her service to the people that she works with. His service their service, his service, sorry, um, and really making a difference within the community that they work in. Right. And, you know, it, it's interesting that, you know, I read this story and knowing that um, I have a friend of mine, Dave D'Amico. Uh, he was a police officer in the city of Asbury Park, New Jersey. and um, Fun city. It is. I don't know if you know, but Asbury Park, New Jersey has been a, a, a mecca or a beacon for LGBTQ plus people for a very long time. They do a lot of festivities, a lot of different activities there. And he has, um, for the past 20 years, been a public, you know, LGBTQ plus liaison in the police department while he worked with the Asbury Park Police Department uh, and then took various roles supporting community engagement between LGBTQ plus folks and law enforcement throughout his career. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me at all that you would see, you know, Officer Johnson or, or excuse me, Detective Johnson in this case, uh, being able to have um, the type of access and, and notoriety and the ability to be an openly transgender man in the workforce in the police department. So, I mean, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. You know, when when you get to do what you think, what you never thought you could do and do it as yourself. 
it just allows you to just be a whole different person. Healthy work environment. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Or creating one. Or right? creating right. one. Yeah. Yeah. Do we need anything else? No, but quickly. Um, so Shannon Ronan was on episode 326 that we released on December 14th. There you go. So episode three, December 14th of 2022. Okay. 22. So 326. All right. Episode 326. We'll put the link in tonight's post. Time so in case you want to listen to oh it. Oh my God. That's right. I always say that. Uh, all right. Well, listen, we're going to take a break. Uh, go do our, the things that we do, refresh, do all that stuff, repeat and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we will be back. All right. Well, welcome back from that break. Thank you so much for allowing us to take that quick break. Uh, it gave us an opportunity to refresh our our little um, drinks, adult juices and all that good stuff and drinks. It's and, my juice um, box. My juice box. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And uh, but we're back. And uh, ooh, that shot girl. It did. It did a number on me. Hopefully. Well, maybe we'll start speaking cursive at this point. I mean, okay. Okay. Well, so, um, all right. So we're back. Um, we're going to talk about more gay stuff. And uh, I want to talk about uh, last week's or last Sunday's episode of The Last of Us. Can we start with the negative shit and then end on the positive shit? Yes. So we can so I'm gonna toss it over to you. Go ahead. All right. We're going to move on to Florida. Florida. Welcome back to the Swamp Gator State. (laughs) Um, So, as you know, on the show, we have covered the Don't Say Gay Bill several times. Oh. Um, And they had, you know, a specific clause in in the bill um, that limited uh, the bill from affecting anybody from, I believe it was 6th to 12th grade so anything under that the bill would actually affect right so currently florida rep adam anderson fuck you adam anderson thank you um has (laughs) filed a bill that would now make the policy uh public k through 12 of course he did we all knew it was coming of course so the bill defines sex as binary and says it must be treated by the state as it as an immutable biological trait. A what? Okay, say that again. A mutable biological trait. What does that mean? Basically, what it says, what it means is they will not recognize um, uh, pronouns. Oh, f- and that goes all the way through twelfth grade. Fuck you. you. Seriously, like, oh, come on. Are you kidding me? No, I'm, I mean, it's so, only, so he it's, introduced the bill. Obviously, but the but bill do, do you expect less from Florida? No, uh, no, 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 no. So basically, this law would then extend through ninth through 12th grade. Um, when originally, you know, this past, we had a lot of conversations about it. Right. Um, we don't agree with it by any means, but at the same time... It's a hurtful now, bill. Mm-hmm, but now extending it through from 9th through 12th, think about all of those kids that are, you know, I think, what, I was 16, so that I must have been in 9th? 
no, ninth or tenth grade when I officially came out, right? Right. Not that I have, not that I go by any pronouns besides he, him. Right. right? But that, that but was your choice. You, that you, is my choice. Right. And so. But if I couldn't even express or have somebody to talk to without fear of. Um, being re- expelled or be getting in trouble, getting your parents in trouble. Not even getting your parents in trouble, but like even getting your parents called if you're not out. Like if you're in an unsafe situation and you need somebody to talk to, right. you should be able to go to a counselor at your school. My counselor right. saved my life. Right. Like this bill, if they actually continue to extend it to the 12th grade, it's putting all of these kids that are already at risk at a higher fucking risk. Right. I mean, listen, I will tell you this. So I get it. You know, you're worried about children between kindergarten and, and, you know, seventh grade or whatever, middle school, from having to have conversations, you know, that are uncomfortable to to what you consider to be the norm. I get it, right? It's wrong because we shouldn't be inhibiting conversations about anything, let alone even banning books. It's wrong, straight out wrong. But when you take one of the core groups, right, you're talking about people between 16 to 17, 18 years old, they're in high school. Their hormones are at peak. They're, you know, they're discovering themselves, right? Um, they're in the process of transitioning from teenhood to adulthood. You're in the process of figuring out how how you want to move forward as a human. Mm-hmm. And to have the government, state government, tell you that you can't embrace who you feel you are at a point in time at a at a crossroads in your life where but also telling families and parents that are supportive that they can't be supportive right and do the right thing right because they could be at risk of prosecution right creates an even more dangerous environment because then they're not only afraid for their child right. but they're afraid for their future their their family's future. Right. It's it's like if I support my child today, does that mean I'm gonna be prosecuted for allowing my child to express themselves tomorrow? Potentially, yes. And that's what's scary. But I mean, you know, it's it's not so much what will happen to the family. It's so much what happens to the individual that this affects. Because in the end, I mean, I've always said, you know, when when someone comes out, everyone around them comes out. When someone is going through the process of a transition, everyone that you know transitions with you in a sense because there is a, a period of adjustment, you know, trying to, okay, yeah. I've always addressed you as such. Now I have to address you this way. Let's work on me getting there, right? But at the same um, time, if a parent can't publicly support their child, it's, it does directly affect the individual. But yeah. it does. In, in, in many ways, um, it, it does. But, you know, ultimately, that individual is the one that suffers the most. Oh, 100%. Because, that's what I'm saying. Because, you know, you, you're talking about children, um, you know, children or young adults who, um, in a sense, are in a period of their lives where, for them... It's the end of the world. 
you know, I, I remember being that young and thinking about problems and issues and thinking, oh, my God, this is this is the worst. My life has ended. Mm-hmm. I, I can't deal with it this. It won't get better. It won't get better. And then it does. Right. And you're talking about taking such a vulnerable moment in a, a, a youngster's life and making it even that much more cumbersome for them to even navigate what it is that life is or what it is that life is going to be for them. And I think this is going to be very catastrophic for the youth in the state of Florida. I kind of want to say like, I like we've had uh, daddy dragons or dragon dads mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, definitely. Mo- and mom, mama dragons, mama dragons on the show before. And they are this vital force in right. Utah making a huge difference for the LGBTQ plus youth uh, community uh, in the Mormon Church, right? They're making so they're making, much so making waves. Like, why can't we call for not only the "Don't Say Gay" bill group, right, of parents stepping out and 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 literally pushing against this bill? But like, look across the country and look across like how many bills since this bill have been introduced that are similar or worse? Right. Like, we need like a national level group. Of moms and dads saying, this is bullshit, and we're going to fight against it, because I love my child, and I support my child, no matter what. And when you do groups like this, it's it's amazing that you brought this up, because one thing that I wanted to point out is, um, when we learned about uh, Mama Dragons and Dragon Dads, right... In the state of of Utah, right? It's 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 a very highly Mormon state to begin with. A lot of LGBTQ plus youth was highly effective, affected by decisions that were made, which were based mostly on religion in that state. And then you have these groups, you know, Dragon Dads and, and Mama Dragons, that came on and said, "No, you're not going to do this to our youth. You're not going to, um, you know." invalidate my child or say to me that I can't love my child because I belong to this faith. So I, I renounce this faith. The impact of those members of those, of those churches deciding to side with their children and, and to side with love rather than, than blindfold hate Mm -hmm. was so much so that the church itself, church of Latter-day Saints actually came out in support of the bill in a sense in a sense for the recent bill that was passed in congress um for the respect of marriage act and the reason why they supported it was because they said you know we will support we will throw our support behind the bill as long as you don't make us as a religious institution have to hold those weddings in our own temples or churches or whatnot but we're not going to go against it, right? I think it goes beyond that a bit, though. Like, <laughs> but but what I'm trying to the point I'm trying to make is that 10, 15 years ago, that church would have never made that statement if it wasn't for groups like these. Five groups years that are ago, they would have made that statement, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, um, so it's 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 like a snail. You just got to watch it progress slowly and surely. And you know, if history has taught us anything. I believe this and I've seen this and if history has taught us anything is that when we are progressing, we get to a point where people start pushing back so hard that we think that we're actually going back, that we're losing, that we're losing the battle. But in reality, we're doing something right. 
um, because, you know, 2015 came along, marriage equality, things were going great. Obama was president. All these things were amazing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, here comes the clown car. And attack (laughs) after attack, bill after bill being introduced in all these legislative houses. And you feel like, you know, all those successes that we had were trampled and we're never, ever, ever going to get out of this debris that we find ourselves under. But I think that the reaction from the people who don't support who we are as humans is so because they they know that we are winning the battle, that we're getting there. And when you think about the struggle and when you think about the fight of the LGBTQ plus community, to go from 1969 to marriage equality in 2015, it is by far one of the most successful um, campaigns for equality that we have seen from any marginalized group in history. And so while we're seeing Florida being so in your face about it and at the helm, someone who is not always going to be a governor. Of yeah, the state of Florida. But he might run for president, so... Well, well that's true. But he, he's not always going to be president. Well, as long as there's no more insurrections and God knows what not. The point I'm trying to make is that, you know... Don't piss off gay people. Don't piss off gay people. <laughs> don't piss off gay people and the people that support you because you're going to fucking regret it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. I just wish I just chose less words. Sorry. No, I but mean, anyway, you're right. I mean, continue. I also... Don't, don't I, mess with the fairies. That's no. right. Don't piss off the fairies. That's actually the, the sign in my, in my garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it, crazy to me that we... I mean, I just had a funny feeling that, you know, this don't say gay bill wasn't done. Right. And now we see that it's not yet. And it... Uh, yeah. yeah, it's depressing. It's depressing. I mean, but, you know, there there are good things happening. You know, there are positives that are that that we see from day to day and we have to like I said, let's let's talk about the negative before the positive, right? right. Because I think that there are wins and we have to celebrate the little wins even if they're just little wins, right? Right. I mean, they always say, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Right. But I don't necessarily look at this like that because I feel like since marriage equality is the law of the land, yes, yes, states can percolate and they can make these changes. But over time, I feel like there are, you know, I feel like the culture is evolving. I mean, you see parents that are more accepting and and just want to support their kids no matter what. and And you see that, so uh, evidently with TikTok and Instagram now and social media in general that I think like the culture is shifting and there are certain people that are still in power that don't need to be in power that want to make sure that it's not. Right, right. And I feel like those are desperate um, measures from people who know that Oh, um, they're, they're losing. Yeah, they're they're pandering they're losing to their lost. constituents. Right. Like they, right. they're like, I'm going to do this because right. I know my group of people would want this. Right. The only the only thing they have is power, and the only way to get power is to put yourself in positions of of power to then inflict your 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 sense of of of, of beliefs and control on people who ordinarily 
wouldn't have that control. Mm-hmm. And and there's there's no separation of state and and religion. Right. And which, I, I mean, which well, that's clearly, the, that's a huge that's, problem. Right. That's yeah. that's basically what it comes down to. You know, they're yeah. they're using their b- religious beliefs to make laws and put laws into effect that shouldn't technically be happening. Right. But mm-hmm. I think that in the end, um, in the end, most of these laws that are being passed at the state level, eventually, um, will get invalidated. Whether that happens with this Supreme Court, which I highly doubt, or it happens with a more progressive Supreme Court, you know, 20 years from now. But in the meantime... There's a lot of people that are going to hurt, you know, and, and those are what I call the soldiers. Those are the people that are out there in the battle, in the in the front lines, fighting the fight and having to deal with this bullshit so that 20, 30 years from now, children and young adults will have it even better than current people in this generation are having it or even better than we had it. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you, it wasn't a walk in the park growing up for me. Correct. Girl. But it's a lot easier today for youngsters, and I know that it'll be a lot easier for people 25, 30 years from now. Yeah, I mean, I would just say uh, when talking about these bills, and we've seen it in the past couple of years, like, I urge parents to stand up and say no and push back. I urge students to do the same thing. Plan walkouts. Right. Do the right thing. Make a statement. It might not work. But if there are individuals, if there are individuals that are facing a situation where they can't express who they are, knowing that they have people that are standing up and fighting for them and makes, supporting makes makes it known that there is a safe space. They do matter, and there is a future for them. And they don't have to like they they don't have to go home every night thinking my life is never going to get better. And I don't belong here. And, yeah. you know, all yeah. of those other things that, that tend to happen as a result of um, having this type of social rejection yeah, uh, inflicted. In a state like Florida, it it's not the time to sit back and stay silent. Now is the right. time to, whether it's literally just volunteering at your local pride center or you know, whatever it is, if it's small, if it's a big statement, now's not the time to sit back and do nothing. Now's the time to use your plat- platform or voice or experience. And just if it's one kid, that is a world of difference. Of course it is. You know, like even, for example, you know, you're starting to see or we have been for the past two plus years seeing all these attacks on drag queens who are doing story time. Mm-hmm. Um, There's actually a bill that was introduced, I think, in Mississippi trying to ban um drag queens and and in tennessee drag um, in general yeah right and um and then the the important thing is that you know people just show up and and defend so in washington dc i was reading a story which was not part of our repertoire tonight obviously but i'll just tell you a little bit about it um there was a, a scheduled story time drag drag queen story time and proud boy showed up but the gay community rallied around and came in full force and lined up and put their bodies in front of this place and they had their fucking story time. And that's the shit we can do. Exactly. I mean, if you want to come out and intimidate, again, don't piss off the fucking gay people because we're... We've we've been we've been there. We've been in front of it. I mean, we threw bricks a stone wall. We got hit by police clubs. We got trampled. We got attacked in San Francisco. You know, Harvey Milk died as a result of, you know, bigotry and hate. 
Um, and in the end, um, we keep fighting. It's what we do. It's what we've always done. Mm-hmm. And it's the only thing we can do. What we cannot do is give up. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's the Tennessee government who supports the anti-drag bill. But apparently there's a picture that's been going around. It came out over the weekend the and governor. read it where it shows him dressed in drag. Long time ago. Of course ago. it does. Long time of course ago. it does. Yeah. 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 So it's, apparently it's like 1977. He was probably in college and he's standing with a couple of uh, classmates, I believe, or friends. Right. And he's in a very, very short dress with a pearl necklace. <laughs> and everything. And of course, you know, it's a, they're pandering for votes. <clears throat> of course. It just sucks. All right. Now to the last story for the day or for tonight's episode. Of course, uh, we want to talk about uh, this Sunday's episode of The Last of Us. And if you have not been watching or you've been living under a rock for the past, you know, six to seven weeks, The Last of Us is a show that has aired on HBO Max and has been making a lot of waves. Um Many, many, many different people know the show because it was originally a video game that has been made into a screenplay to then actually be converted into this amazing TV show that they're doing on HBO Max. Um, But twice now, they have made the conscious effort to showcase LGBTQ love. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to call it um, a relationship. It's love. But I think what is... Uh, more poignant is that it's not just showcasing LGBTQ love, but literally showcasing LGBTQ love in main characters, whether it's an episode character Mm -hmm. or a longstanding character. They're all like, you know, big roles in the storyline. Right. And there's no bigger role than Ellie herself. She's the title character of the entire video game. And in the last episode, um, it showcases her having this friendship. Um, in the beginning, it was led to believe it was a friendship that eventually, um, you know, was revealed that, you know, it was it was uh, love between between youngsters um, that were growing up in this ap- apocalyptic world of, of zombie like creatures. Um, but nonetheless, the the episode was very endearing, and it shows levels of emotion that, to me, um, are so hard to capture in 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 a show or in an episode that's you know a hundred you know and twenty minutes long. You know, I was walking with um, my coworker today, <clears throat> coming back, and we had grabbed a coffee, and I was talking to her about um, how I'm feeling about dating at my age and dating in general with everything going on in my life, it's a lot, you know, you're busy, you know? And, um, I mean, we know that that was a bust for me, but but what I said to her and I was like, you know, (laughs) what I'm really missing in my life is, is that, is that one person companionship, right? Like having that person that you always know is, you know, your companion that that's there. Yes, Tom, you are one of my companions. Same is Jay. And, you know, a lot of, and Paul and many men in my life, but like <laughs> that, that, that person that, that, that's literally like at the end of the day, your go-to and, um, basically the one that lives with you that you control and you can bitch at. We get it. Yeah. And can deal with all of my <laughs> craziness. But like the reason I say that is cause 
I don't necessarily think like, yeah, there was some, um, there was definitely love. There was, you know, a, a kiss, a couple kisses, I think. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like their relationship was more about companionship right? Yeah. And, and, and really just caring for one another right. and always and, being there for one another. Right. And they cared. I mean, and then you eventually, like I saw the behind the scenes, like a little five minute clip of, of them having like, you know, a talk over of what happened on the episode and when, you know, what, what the, the writers and producers were thinking when they recorded the episode. And it says, you know, it's like, um, they wanted to show this friendship, you know, um, and the fact that they were very close, but then in the end that they both realized suddenly by one look, you know, the way they looked at each other, that one person was feeling exactly the same way the other person mm-hmm. was feeling that led them to this kiss and, and to this, you know, exchange of, of just a beautiful exchange between both lead, you know, both characters, one of them being the lead of the show. Um, but oh my God, it's, you know, just to see this represented on TV is just incredibly amazing. However, (laughs) I must say that, um, you know, the interwebs and people and haters are losing their shit and they're talking shit about the show, not realizing that this has already been a published video game that has alluded to, you know, the fact that you, I mean, it was a bit ambiguous in, in, in the video game itself, but nonetheless, that's what it is. The, the video game kind of touched on the subject, right? But here, didn't dive here, into yeah. it. Yeah, the directors are kind of giving that in your face. Right. This is what the video game actually meant. Right. You know? I mean, they said, and hey, we're just, having stew, yeah. but they yeah. didn't tell you what kind of meat <laughs> that was going to be yeah. in the stew. And now you find out it's venison. Yeah. It's in your face. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but I just, I just think that, you know what? Um, if you don't want to watch the show, don't fucking watch it. Nobody's forcing you. Go back to your little video game, you know? Go back into that little world where, you know, you speak to no one or you speak to strangers through a little microphone headset or blah, whatnot, and you don't have to interact with people who um, don't think like you and that you can that live in the real world. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> while I agree, don't watch it, I also kind of implore people to look at it from a different angle. Like we didn't talk about gay sex. We didn't talk about um, anything perverse. What we talked about was love companionship and, you know, being there for one another. And I think that like, if you can take a step back as somebody as a hater is hating on a lesbian romance or a gay romance, if you can take a step back and realize like in this crazy world that they are actually living in, they found somebody that 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 that's there for them that that completes them you know that's their person right. everybody is always yearning for that and if you can take a moment to step back and realize that it's not about sex and it's not about this i mean a little bit about sex but it's not necessarily like about that it's right. it's about finding your support and your companion and yeah. I think that that's what people should take away from it. And I think that that's what the director um, is trying to convey. It's, it's, it's about finding your way through a tough time together. It's not always about the sexual intercourse or, or, you know, hooking up. Sometimes it's just that emotional connection that's made. You know, you, you can have, you can easily have a conversation with a person and you can reconnect or connect with that person 
and it has nothing to do with any sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and people forget that sometimes that, right. you know, you, you can talk to someone and, and just have that intellectual connection which can lead to... Or even things. an emotional connection that, that has yeah, nothing to do with has, sex at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, people tend to be close-minded about what mm -hmm. an actual relationship should be. Mm -hmm. And that's why they end up in shitty relationships. But I, I think that the show itself, like, I mean, I agree with you. And I think the show itself has um, positioned itself um, in where it's not showcase like it's not like we're watching um that, the walking dead or or anything but no it's like i'm trying to think of another gay show um uh but it's not queers folk where right. you're like you know where you're watching two men fuck right yeah, it's yeah. like th they've positioned themselves to show the world that these relationships are just as fucking real and just as fucking important as any fucking heterosexual uh, fucking relationship because it's not about sex. It's about love, companionship, and supporting one another. And that is what the show is doing. And that's what I think is so brilliant. Absolutely. So all those fucking haters need to step back and realize that it's just a fucking relationship of supporting one another, loving one another, and getting through a shitty time. Yeah. We just want to survive the apocalypse. Yeah, and I think part of that has to do because of shows that have been featured before, where it's just let's hook up. Right. We're right. gonna fuck after the club. We're gonna right. hook it's, up during it, it, the club. It, it, it's the cliche. So it's a cliche that cliche you see in every narrative. movie prior to that, where people are, you know, unfortunately, it's not only just the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. The same thing with with Latino people, and you know, they're always featured as the gangster. <laughs> you know, always featured as. So this is the concept people have right. when when they see a specific genre of people or, or or people of color mm -hmm. they already assume this is what's going to happen because this is what i've learned in the movies but right. i i also do think too um that the reason there may be more flack or more haters around this show is because this is the type of um uh, storyline that doesn't necessarily um draw people that would normally watch a queerest folk yes. or a heart stopper. Right. And so they're watching a show about the end of the world, about zombies, about the apocalypse. Right. And then this happens and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and I, and I'm I a think, hetero. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And I think a big part of the show is that it, it's when it's advertising and when it's run, running its promo, it's not, veering it towards the lgbt community no. it's just this is a show this is what's ha you know this is what's coming up next episode yeah. and I then mean, all of a sudden right. you're like oh shit it's a you know it's two girls kissing it's two guys kissing and then people lose their shit because they had no heads up right kind of. well, you know what i mean yeah yeah not like you need a heads up <laughs> no, first but, and no 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 but, because no. in the end it's an apocalyptic show showing yeah. humans surviving the end of the world. Yeah. But I think right. that's what's triggering, right? Because yeah. right. that's what people are expecting. Right. And then... But that's what you get. No, I know, but imagine... Aside from the complex I'm relationships. So, but imagine like a fucking Swamp Florida Trumper. Like, oh yeah, this is going to be a great show. Like, can't wait. Oh my God, what the fuck? There yeah. are two guys yeah, kissing. Oh my God, that girl's kissing another girl. Yeah. Like, 
come on. Like, yeah, you're yeah. not expecting that. Actually, historically, there has never really been an issue with a girl-on-girl girl action. action yeah. um, because that tends to be more accepted within the, the circles of... of you know, experimental, uh, experimental her- fantasies, heterosexuals and their <laughs> fantasies. Um, because I can tell you that, that, that episode two had a lot more, um, slack or got a lot more pushback yes. than this episode did. But nonetheless, the haters are out there and y'all just need to just fall the I, fuck back and watch the fucking show and shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and enjoy, enjoy for what it is. People surviving an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Seriously. So that is all we have on today's episode for you folks. So we're going to go ahead and say uh, goodbye for now. But before we do, we're going to give you Mama Kim's Minute and on this day in gay history. So I'm going to toss it over to our queen expert over here to uh, give you Mama Kim's Minute. Do you want your love, baby girl? Why is that even a question? Uh, All right, everybody. Number one, the LGBTQ plus population has doubled in the last decade. So fuck you, haters. Number two, straight men accidentally books <laughs> books onto Sydney World Pride flight and loves every minute. Can you imagine? <laughs> See, oh. like I feel like everyone who's watching The Last of Us should react like this gay man. He didn't know what to expect, but he had blast. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he did. I got to go read that story. So anyway, (laughs) because it sounds like fun. Mr. J? Okay, and on this day in gay history, when? March 1st, 2004, in Arizona. Arizona. Just Arizona. Eh, You know how it is. (laughs) Funding, uh, Founding of the International Journal of Transgenderism. Mm. This is the official journal of the Harry Benjamin International Gender Dysphoria Association. Holy shit, that's a long app. Long as you got this, you're crushing it. Association. It was published by Haworth Press, right? Haworth Press out of Birmingham, Birmingham, Binghamton, Binghamton, New York. I lost sight at the end of that. We have an office there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Binghamton, New York. That's where. um, I do have to say, I think they changed the name. Holy crap! And I'm not sure it's still around. I didn't breathe in long (laughs) enough to do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'm going to toss it. Oh, is it my turn? No, I think Jay. That, Jay, you that, normally do this, but I can do it if you want. I'll, I'll do it. Uh, okay. I don't mind doing it. Go that. for it. So, uh, as always, if you love the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get our latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as our episodes are published. You can support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you can you our listeners can help to support the show with a pledged donation. The donations are collected monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. Jay, it's still you. And next week we welcome Ooh. Yeah. The G Spot, Dr. Evan Goldstein. For another episode of Tales from the Tale. We will be talking about the butt. And gut daily fiber and glass anal dil- what? dilator sets. Yeah. Come on, you know, you know what these are. Butt and gut daily fiber and glass anal dilator set. Oh boy, you know, you know what they are, baby boy. All right, well, ladies and gents, and now here's Nick with a weekly reminder for all of you bottoms out there who want to keep your buttholes on point. Yes, we are talking about the future method. I'm going to give her some love, and here she goes. All right, everybody. 
While you can get the button gut daily fiber and glass anal, anal dilator set, you can also get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. This first-of-its-kind doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. All right, Jaybird. And as always, it is time to put a ring on it. And ding, ding, ding. we'd like to uh, advise our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available, I say, free download on Apple, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast and Stitcher Radio. Crush that. All right. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. You can email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom, you got to do better than us. I feel like this is just going to be a hot mess, ladies and gents. I want to thank you all. Um, and if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the Contact Us tab located at the top of your web browser there. You can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. You can also call us and leave us any questions you may have at two, uh, two, three, three, four, four, two, nine, eight, two, five, five. If you need all those digits, I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's three, three, four K top. Look it up. Anyway, I want to thank you all for joining us on today's episode. Uh, Don't forget, we stream live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can just go right to our website, gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream to listen live. Thank you all. And uh, y'all have a good night. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.